The first cell phone was demonstrated in 1973 by Martin Cooper. You know what wasn't demonstrated? Shared plans. Over 50 years later, you can save on one line thanks to Visible. When you switch to Visible, the wireless company that makes wireless visible, you can get a one-line plan with unlimited 5G data powered by Verizon for just 25 bucks a month, taxes and fees included. No hidden fees. No, really. You can look around for them. They're not there. Switch now at Visible.com. Save on wireless without the hassle. Switch to Visible today and save at Visible.com. Monthly rate on the Visible plan for data management practices and additional terms. Visit Visible.com. At Evernorth Health Services, we believe costs shouldn't get in the way of life-changing care. And we're doing everything in our power to make it possible. Behavioral health solutions that also keep your projections at their best? It's possible. Pharmacy benefits that benefit your bottom line? It's possible. Complex specialty care that cares about your ROI? It's possible. Because we're already doing it. All while saving businesses billions. That's wonder made possible. Learn more at evernorth.com slash wonder. Beyond and hello and welcome to... Podcast Beyond, episode 789. My name is Max Scoville, and I'm joined today by my good friends Jada Griffin. Hello. Off in the UK, Simon Cardi. Hello. And somewhere between <laughs> here in the UK, talk. Taylor Lyles. Hello. Now, uh, for those of you listening at home, you missed that I was wearing a PlayStation VR 2 on my head at the top of the show, but we're going to be talking about this cool new hat that Sony just released, or yeah, it'll be out tomorrow, I guess. My hair looks dumb now. Um... Yeah, so um, all of you have been playing a ton of this thing. You've all had a chance to go sort of heads-on with it, and I figure we could all talk about that. I have not. I've worn it on my head with it turned off, which is definitely like the... Uh, the. <laughs> to be fair, I spent the first 10 minutes with it, with, with it turned off on my head, because I was trying to get it used to how it felt, and I also couldn't figure out how to turn it on, because I didn't have the manual, because it was been passed around between people. Okay, yeah. Um, and Doing then great. I found the power button, and I was yeah. like, oh, okay, cool, that's how, it, how you work it. Um, for those who don't who haven't seen it yet, the the power button's underneath the the visor of the headset, and so uh, if you don't, you know, I don't know where it was that where the power cord was on the first PSVR. It's been a minute since I looked at it and I forgot to check. It actually was the end of at the end of a long separate cable that you had oh, to put in the other room, so yeah, you had dude, to wander off and do that. That makes sense. Um, that tracks. Now, before you get started, I want to give a, just a couple little just shout outs, housekeeping things. Uh, for, for starters, IGN FanFest happened this last weekend. We did a ton of really cool interviews and segments and gameplay reveals of a bunch of different stuff. But uh, Brian and I got a chance to talk to not just um, uh, Bella Ramsey and Pedro Pascal, but also Neil Druckmann and Craig Mazin about The Last of Us, uh, the TV show. So go uh, go check those out. There's also a bunch of like new you know gameplay reveal whatnots things. Um, and then if you're lo- looking for something to look forward to, Sony just announced that there is going to be a state of play this Thursday which is going to feature uh, 15 minutes of gameplay of Suicide Squad Kill the Justice League, as well as looks at some anticipated games from our third-party partners, as well as some first glimpses at five PlayStation VR 2 games set to arrive later this year, which is killer. We've, uh, you know, I think we've been a little bit concerned about the lineup for PSVR 2, and it's good that Sony's kind of jumping on that. And um, let's get into this. Uh, Simon, you reviewed Call of the Mountain, which is arguably the the biggest flagship um, title. Let's, Let's talk about that. Tell us about it. Yeah, I gave it a 7 out of 10 means it's good i had a good time of it it just wasn't quite you know for me the system seller i think it needed to be and should be like i'm a big horizon fan i know it's not everyone's necessarily favorite playstation franchise but it's one of mine and in some ways it's perfect for vr but in other ways really not the perfect game for vr like the pure spectacle 
of the machines in Horizon like are perfect in VR to like just look at the first time you see them like it's like genuinely one of those moments so it's like wow like it sounds stupid but I generally thought wow that's quite big when I saw a tall neck uh I don't know if anyone's ever seen one before they're quite big but yeah and the archery feels good but then like the part of what I love about Horizon is exploring this like dense open world and all the side stories which is exactly not what you're getting in this you're getting much more of a linear for 70% of it to 80% of it essentially a climbing game which I know a lot of people do enjoy in VR there's the climb games which are some of the best early VR games that people enjoyed and the climbing in it feel does feel fantastic mm. it generally does feel like I'm an exhausting I might add in, in longer sessions to climb these actual mountains but it's not necessarily what I wanted from a Horizon game which is kind of it was always going to be hard to translate directly, but I do think they kind of half nailed the combat and the look of it. But yeah, most of the game sadly was a little bit monotonous. I don't know if anyone else has got a chance to try it out. Cardi, did you play with, uh, I played a little bit of it this morning. Did you um, mm. play with the gesture controls or the stick controls for movement? So I kind of moved in between them. So at first I went with the sticks just because that felt, you know, that's how I play all my games, that the movements that felt natural. But that was after about 15 minutes making me feel quite nauseous. Like mm. I was getting, I don't normally get motion sickness in VR, but that for some reason, I don't know if it was just the sheer verticality of this game that was doing that. But so I moved to the gesture mode, which if you don't know what that is, it's you hold in two buttons and then kind of feign a walking motion in the direction you want to walk and you'll move in that direction holding one of those buttons on the controller and move left or right with it and you'll look left or right. And once I got used to that, I found it much more welcoming and I enjoyed it quite a lot. I will say definitely better for the climbing and exploration sequences. In combat for me, nowhere near as good as using the sticks. So whenever I got into a combat situation, I would have to flip open the options and switch to the sticks because on the right stick, you have a quick dodge, which just makes combat a lot easier, I find. So there was kind of a middle ground to be found. And, you know, mileage is, I think, going to vary for everyone on that one. Yeah, no, I agree. I enjoyed the gesture mode. and But that combined with climbing, it mm. was it was a workout. I played it for probably about an <laughs> hour this morning. And I was getting a good workout having to just swing my arms back and forth to run where I wanted to go. And then let go of one to turn a direction and switch and everything. And then pulling out the boat. Like, it's a lot of stuff in there. Mm -hmm. Um did you find the maracas? Because I had a lot of fun with the I maracas. Did. Those were great. I had what? some fun with those. My favorites <laughs> were the uh, with the pan pipes. I found those. If you just hold the pan pipes up to your face, they play a lovely little tune. I ended my video review of that. It's just a little Easter egg. If you stuck to the end of listening to my voice for eight minutes, you got that treat. So uh, nice. Yeah, I, there are like lots of little details that are very nice in the game, but I think for sadly, like I wasn't, you know, I wrote my review. I wasn't naive enough to think. A game called Call of the Mountain wouldn't involve some climbing. I've seen the trailers. Yes. I wasn't expecting it to be this much climbing. Like you said, it's like, you know, I'm not climbing mountains every day. That's that's not my lifestyle. But uh like especially as I had to like play this whole game in like two days, like it's six to seven hours long. I was yeah, my arms were uh, were hanging off at the end of uh my shoulders after doing that for a little bit. Taylor, did you get a chance to play Call of the Mountain? I did not get a code. Sony did not send me a code for Call of the Mountain. For some Bummer. Reason. I was I was a little bummed about that, uh, but I really want to do all this climbing now. <laughs> yeah, it's... It sounds it, like a good workout. It is definitely a good workout. Those of you out there uh, that are looking to get a workout while playing VR, this is definitely a solid game for that. <laughs> I agree with Cardi was saying. I've only, like I said, I only played it for about an hour this morning, 
but I feel like the combat is very solid. I really like the comp the the climbing. The graphics are gorgeous. Like yeah. being in that world, just that opening boat sequence, like the trailer does not do it justice. Like being able to look up and see the butt of the tall neck as it goes by, great. I mean that's that's something that uh, nothing in VR looks good in a trailer. Correct. Like it's mm. there's always going to be a layer of kind of this this wonder that has to happen in the game. I feel like the, that Jurassic Park moment of looking up at the brontosaurus is kind of a, a defining like philosophy for VR. Like yeah. we've had a lot of stuff where it's like take the big thing and really make it look big, and that's like Horizon is so perfect for that. Like I could I could definitely yeah. see a, a you know a universe where Sony's like yeah we're doing a first person or you know a VR Uncharted game, but what do you look up at you know like a, a, t a tower These are definitely yeah. the best parts a of the game like a flying there's plane, a whole section a with plane. a thunder jaw that's like mm. kind of like a cat and mouse thunder jaw section that's like maybe in the middle of the game like it's a good like half an hour to an hour long and that's my favorite bit of the game because it does feel like you're kind of in jurassic park for a bit and it's kind of combat midst of climbing midst of like things happening around you all the time and it really does nail that spectacle at times and yeah i just kind of wish it was a bit more of that mm. and a little less of what's let's talk about the combat a little bit because it's you know you said it's yep. very bow centric there's also clearly some other um some other projectile weapons you get mm. uh, in there is there is there any um melee stuff no no there's no melee so it's just bow and arrow and you do get like one one or two items later on i don't want to necessarily spoil although i think sure. i've just shown it do you in, get in um the review and i noticed you get you get you do get those sort of special special ammo types yes and the really cool thing about those is you actually first they're very cool you get to craft them yourself so whenever you you craft an arrow you like you pull up the arrow and then you attach like the elemental like whether oh, it's blaze like or like frost you actually attach that onto the end of the arrow and the flight so you you manually do it the same when you like build a new piece of climbing equipment like there's a grab caster which you actually have to build by like winding string around the pieces of metal and wood like those bits are really cool those little moments and yeah they've they've kind of nailed all those little details it's just <laughs> i don't want to reiterate the point i just wish there was mm -hmm. more of those really cool little things and i don't know if maybe the, either the game was shorter or they just i don't know it, it's just yeah and how Not long did you say that the your playtime was right between six and seven hours i think okay. and there's not there's some side stuff to do there is a thing called safari mode which i actually put my mom into uh she's never been in vr before and she was more amazed by her own hands than the actual dinosaurs <laughs> around her which was very funny but that's just like a five minute you sit in the boat and like you see all the machines like do things around you it's, it's like a, the jungle like, cruise think, at disneyland exactly <laughs> yeah so it's, that's kind of a cool thing if someone doesn't really want to play vr they just want to sit in it i would mm. recommend putting them in safari mode do, do they have There's any... also like a challenge section i was going to well. ask like, do they have any sort of uh, you know replay value added like arena mode what, like what's the challenge collectibles. section there's there's challenges where you like hit targets it's like more more of the same stuff like time trials that sort of thing but like each like there are these legendary climbs which you do do as part of the story and then there are along each of those like sometimes like 10 or 12 like collectible targets you need to hit that you'll be like hidden around corners and stuff so there is a bit of replayability i i might go back and revisit it once uh like in the near future it's just like you know playing it once through already feeling quite nauseous in a short space mm. of time the last thing i wanted to do was do any climbing were you playing honest. were you playing it in sort of like large chunks were you kind of trying to mainline it i kind of yeah i yeah. kind of had to just because i was sort of short like it's definitely like if you've got like half an hour seems like a sweet spot I find that for most VR, to be honest. But, yeah. Um, yeah. Trying to play like an hour or two at a time, I was definitely 
both mentally and physically exhausted. Yeah, it's it's but funny because ultimately you ultimately had a good time. That's good. Yeah, I mean, you say you say like six or six or seven hours is like a, a playtime, mm. and that's not that's not okay for like a AAA <laughs> console game. But for VR, yeah. that's that's beefy, and it's also you know it, it time passes differently when you are, uh, you yeah, know, you, you lose track of time. Exactly. In VR, yeah. Hundred percent. And it is definitely a game as well. Like I think some people say it's just, it's just like, you know, like a two-hour technical showcase experience. It is an absolute technical showcase because it is, like we said before, stunning to look at. Sounds incredible with headphones on as well. But it's also a full game. You're getting a full six or seven-hour game here. Whether it's a great game is, 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 is another question. I think it's a good VR game. So, yeah, it's one of the better VR games I've played, but ultimately not a great Horizon game. Which is why I gave it a seven. Hmm. I think it's a great example of like what's to come for PSVR hmm. to like first party Sony titles. I think this is everybody the developers getting their toes wet and what we're kind of expect going forward. I think we're gonna get this is kind of like the floor level, and I think it's only gonna get better. I hope at least that is my absolute my. Uh, I mean, that's a good rule prediction. of thumb for for I think any you know any launch titles any sort of starter starter software yeah but yeah. i mean but to cardi's point like this is a solid like use of vr it's not a just hey let's throw something out and because we need to put out games like this they put in some time they put in some work into this game and it looks gorgeous and it plays gorgeous um did you play it seating or did you play it standing up cardi i i did a bit of both just, bit of both. uh yeah i felt like it does feel weird when you're sitting down climbing because you don't quite get that same <laughs> like yeah, kind of combat weirdly felt more suited to being sitting down because you're kind of almost you're not quite on rails but they're all like circular circular uh, circular circle arenas <laughs> that you're kind mm. of on a rail like you go around the circumference of them so like you're almost like sitting in like a cart going around the side and firing arrows so i kind of you can play it seated perfectly well i think but like i think with any vr for me anyway unless it is a seated game like we'll probably talk about one or two later like mm -hmm. standing does feel more appropriate especially when your character is standing for the whole game yeah did you get tangled up in the cord at all i didn't actually i did very well i uh attached the handy little safety straps as well so i didn't uh let them go and like let the controllers fly and break anything it was all very safe. I I am impressed. I don't know if we're going to move on to talk about the actual console itself. But I am very impressed by it. Like I'm not the world's biggest VR believer. I I quite enjoyed PSVR one, but I think it ultimately wasn't a great success. This is a much more impressive machine. Well, that's a we said before. That's it a looks stunning. Yeah, that's a perfect segue right there. Uh, Taylor, you are you are quite a VR aficionado, so I figure it'd be kind of cool to hear your thoughts on PlayStation VR. And I guess, yeah, what do you what do you think of it? I really enjoy it. I it massive improvement over the original PlayStation VR, and I was looking at it and then comparing it to my MetaQuest 2, and you know I think personally I think it's more comfortable to wear the PSVR 2. I like the design; it's nearly perfect. We were talking about this before we started recording, where I said this is a nearly perfect design, except for the cable. And I I understand that they were going to tether this to the console regardless, but I wish they had the option where you could just take out the cable i agree and, like use a different one because you know with the whole issue with like e-ways and also if this if that cable breaks it, you're out you're out 550 dollars, and that this is not a cheap headset that's so, so it's so antithetical to like like sony just put out the the edge controller which has swappable everything know, analog sticks yeah yeah you could buy replacement spares that seems like i don't know maybe a USB C cable should be a thing you can replace just throwing that out there 
Yeah, I mean, it, it's one thing, like, I understand that this is designed for the PS5, and I understand they were probably never going to make this a standalone headset. I think believing that would be very silly. I just wish that they had addressed that problem because that was a, a big issue that I had with the original PlayStation VR. And again, that can, that same theory applies to any headset where you have to tether it to a console or a PC or any of that nature. But at least they streamlined it. So I will give them credit for that because all those other cables you needed to set up the original PlayStation VR made you feel like an AV expert. Yeah, no, that, I, if there's a side-by-side -side out there somewhere of like the original what's in the box kind of breakdown versus this one. And it's like, it's something like six cables that you have to hook up. Like they had, they literally numbered them. They had little tags on that was like, this is cable one, this is cable three. Like you got to hook it up, you know, in this order. And yeah, I mean, it's a, it's a huge step up. I think there's there's a sort of unfairness that's being applied to this because the MetaQuest is a standalone device. And there's something about that where you're like, there's mm -hmm. something so convenient about that. It's great. It's wonderful to have that all packed into one thing. But at the same time, that does limit its technical capabilities. Yep. Like it's it's about the size of a Nintendo Switch. And it, I think it honestly uh, showcases a little bit better than the Switch sometimes. But like you are going to, you aren't going to have, you know, short of it being you know, the guts of an iPhone Pro 14 S Max Plus or whatever, like it's going to have its limitations, especially for, you know, 400 bucks, you know, out the door. Um, in this case, you know, I think it's it's to look at this as a $550 headset compared to the MetaQuest is, you know, it makes it seem like way, you know, way marked up. But if you compare it to something like, uh, you know, the the Vive or like the, a, mm -hmm. a, a connected PC headset, the, like those Rift, are Oculus yeah, Rift. yeah that's a that's a pricey machine and again you can't do much with it unless you hook it up to a pricier machine and again like a ps5 is much cheaper than a gaming pc yep like it might might be ex expensive when you compare it to like in the, you know on the console front but like you know paying a, around a thousand bucks a little bit more for a, a cutting edge vr headset and a device to run it with that's that's not bad. You know, you're going to be hard pressed to find a better deal than that. But again, it comes down to what you can actually do with it. And that's, that's when the ball is in Sony's court. Uh, now we were talking about this um, sort of right before the show started, Greg Miller uh, tweeted out an email that was from, I think some MetaQuest PR person. And it says uh, the headline was his PRV PSVR to launch titles on quest. And it was just like friendly reminder, 42 out of the 49 launch window titles for PSVR 2 are already available on or also coming to MetaQuest 2, which is just such like a little, just like a, like, sorry. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and, and Taylor, you kind of, you were kind of echoing this sentiment because again, you've spent a ton of time with other, other VR headsets. Uh, can you talk about that a little bit? Yeah, I, you know, I, I did get that same email that Greg got as well. I'm not, <laughs> so when I got that, I was like, I had a feeling that something like that was going to come or it was going to be some type of like, like press release or blog posts, whatever of that nature. And, you know, that is one of the things that I kind of mentioned in the feature that I posted last week where, you know, the biggest thing for PlayStation VR 2 is going to be the games. And if you look at the launch lineup, yeah, it's a, it's a pretty like extensive list that's like 40 plus games last time i checked but then when you really start to break down how many of these, these games are on the quest too how many of these games are on pc vr how many of these games are on the original playstation vr or how many of them are all of them and when i started you know the more i kept looking into it i just realized i was like yeah and a lot of those games i've already played i really like you know what the bat very fun game and you know but at the same time too it's on paper the launch list might be great for people who have never played VR or they didn't want to commit to the original PlayStation VR, but they got the PS5 and they want to see what VR is all about because this is more accessible to them. But as someone like me who plays VR a lot, 
leagues on my quest too a lot this launch list is a little underwhelming and i'm really excited for the few games that psvr2 has at the launch that i you know i didn't get to play resident evil village at launch yet so when that comes out tomorrow that's the first thing i'm going to do i'm going to wake up at the crack of dawn and play that and and call the mountain which i haven't played yet but you know hearing some of the uh same feedback that it feels either incomplete or just doesn't it feels like a start of a good foundation and then there's gt7 which is just a vr mode so i feel in the first year in the first two years it, Sony really needs to kind of double up and give us a lot of these system selling or just games that I can't get on any other headset because that seems to be the issue with just the VR market as a whole, especially when you look at how many of these games that are coming out. And to Meta's credit in that regard, they're doing a very good job with their exclusive Resident Evil 4 VR, which I reviewed a couple of years ago. That was really fun. I know uh, Sony worked out like some type of deal with Capcom to get the VR mode for a remake. I'm excited to check that out. But it really comes down to how many actual VR games, not just these VR modes. The VR modes are great if they're done correctly and executed properly, but having exclusives that you can't get anywhere else is really going to determine the measure, in my opinion, the measurement of success of how those PlayStation VR 2 will be. Because I didn't think the original one was very successful. I thought it was a good foundation, but it really lacked on the games. I wasn't looking at the timing for when Greg Miller posted that email. Do you think somebody at Sony saw that and was like, okay, we got to add PSVR 2 to our showcase and announce our showcase now? <laughs> like, they're just, they're just, like, I, thought, hey, I thought Greg liked PlayStation. I think it's, I thought so I, too. He, I don't think he has the passion. Nah, I don't think so. Yeah, I think he's a, I think he's there for the, the meta the meta quest. He's a big fan of that Mork, Mork Zuckelbork or whatever his name is. Anyway, um, yeah, I, I, I do think the, the sort of issue of like the PSVR 2's launch lineup being... Like we keep saying this, it would be really, really cool if this thing was compatible with PC. Like that would do it a lot of favors. And you know, again, it comes down to Sony's love of proprietary tech. And it, you know, again, you're like, what? What counts as an exclusive? But like that, I think would appeal to a lot of people because VR is like one of those things that is, it's there's a, I feel like there's a pretty pretty chunky Venn diagram of people who are early adopters and VR enthusiasts. Like I it's agree. A, it's a it's a cutting edge technology. So people who are into it. This episode of Podcast Beyond is brought to you by NordVPN, a great way to protect yourself online while also improving your overall experience while enjoying cyberspace. Are you tired of streaming shows, movies, or sporting events being unavailable in your region due to draconian restrictions that are based on completely arbitrary geographical boundaries in physical meat space? Well, switch your virtual location to a place where that's no longer an issue. The same goes for shopping. You can get the best possible deal on subscriptions, flights, hotels, and other goods and services like that from websites that like to play favorites with certain territories and currencies. Meanwhile, encrypted traffic protects your data from hackers, viruses, malware, phishing sites, and other harmful hitchhikers of the information superhighway. Though really, it's more of an information autobahn because there is no speed limit with NordVPN. It is the fastest VPN in the world, so there won't be any buffering or lagging, and it'll stop your ISP from throttling your bandwidth. Isn't that nice? One NordVPN account can be used across six devices, which is great. My wife has been using our account to watch all sorts of awful British reality TV shows that aren't available here, like Argument Island or Half Naked Idiots Fall in Love, and everyone's favorite, The Worst People Just Got Married, Let's Hear Them Talk About It. Shows that are so bad, they're blocked in our part of the world for our own good, but luckily, NordVPN allows her to trick the internet into thinking she's in the UK, so she and her awful friends can shriek and howl and cackle at the TV while I'm trying to relax. I've been using my VPN too. You know what I've been using it for? 
None of your business. Yep, that's right. And thanks to NordVPN, my data is safely encrypted, all bundled up in a weighted security blanket of incomprehensibly complex math problems, and nobody can tell what it's doing under there. Data, you do your thing. I'll leave you alone. One month of NordVPN coverage costs less than a cup of coffee. Coffee can't protect you from cyber criminals unless you throw it at them or pour it on their computers, and you'll probably get in trouble for doing that. So get NordVPN instead. To get the best possible discount off your NordVPN plan, go to nordvpn.com slash pobeyond. That link will also give you four extra months on the two-year plan. There's no risk with Nord's 30-day money-back guarantee. Again, that is nordvpn.com slash pobeyond. And now, back to the show. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Are they're into tech as a whole, and it's I, I think if you are, I don't know, open to you know more possibility there, it would be it would be great. Now let's talk a little bit about what we're what we've all been playing. Um, Do we want to talk about any of the other PSVR games? Yeah, let's talk about yeah. some of those. I want to I want to I, I haven't played any. Tell me what the cool ones yeah. are. Like Jada, what did you get to play? Besides? I got to play. So I picked. I got to play Moss Book One and Two. So I put about a, I don't know, maybe 30 minutes into each of them because I didn't have time to really, I got the codes at like, I think 6 a.m. this morning. And so it's like, all right, time to start my day with VR, six in the morning. Um, and so I got to test those. Looks gorgeous. Um, the, the diorama feel for Moss looks just even better in PSVR 2 than it did on PSVR. A um, lot of fun. Um, and then, you know, I don't have a lot to say because I literally played it for, mm -hmm. I played like the first level, the opening level of each of them. Um, but yeah, it's a lot of fun. It's really great. It's gorgeous. I love the effects. I love the the storybook kind of style of it. Um, and like, that's not what it looks like in VR. Yeah. It looks so much better. Um, but it, like, that's what, you know, that's this again. Is, this is again, one of those ones where it, like VR, you think it has to be in first person. Like it's sort of this, mm -hmm. obviously there's a, a level of, um, you know, immersion that you get when you're playing as the thing. And there's this sort of seeing like what looks like a, basically a, a platformer with a really wobbly camera is kind of an odd thing, but actually playing it is an entirely different experience. And it doesn't, it mm -hmm. doesn't translate until you're actually doing it. Uh, did, did this like noticeably jump out at you as being like a huge step up compared to the previous versions? For me, yes. Okay. I, I didn't play a lot of Moss Book One um, back on the PSVR when it came out. Um, I just it was just one of those things. It just too many cables. So I was just <laughs> like, I played it one night and I was like, cool, I really enjoyed this. And then I, I was like, I I didn't have a need to plug back in all those cables. So um, I didn't ever finish it. So now I'm gonna go right through and finish it on PSVR two. But it does look noticeably better. Um, I wouldn't say it's like oh my goodness, this is PS4 to PS5 or PS3 to PS5 like difference, but it is a nice improvement. It does look better. You can see that the textures are a little more refined. The colors pop a little bit better. Um, there's just, it's got a lot going for it. Um, and Moss Book 2, it's a lot of the same, mm -hmm. but definitely you can see where they added more detail and such from the first now, one. The, one of the features that the, PS, the VR2 has is the fov foveated rendering, where basically it um, directs the processing to like whatever you're looking at like it tracks mm -hmm. where your eyes are looking and makes it so that that area is getting extra attention from the the graphics 
the the hamsters on those wheels are mm. turning faster or mice i guess in this case but do you notice that at all Is i there... didn't okay. i personally didn't uh, i haven't gotten enough time with it like come next week once we have beyond i'm gonna put a lot more time into my vr headset i'll be able to like kind of like look for those types of things i mean i think the goal is that you're not supposed to be able to catch it because if it's oh i'm gonna catch it okay yeah you're gonna I'm, catch I'm the cat <laughs> close to the mouse i'm Fair. gonna catch it yeah no it's it's i mean it's but like yeah. it's like sound it's like editing or sound design where like you're not supposed to notice it if it's if it's you, done yeah. properly you don't notice exactly. it. exactly correct but i think that is really cool and like that's such a it's a, a that kind of breaks my brain in terms of how things work mm. like imagine if this got applied to like conventional console games if we had you know some kind of eye tracking hooked up to our tv this sounds a little bit dystopian but you know it's kind of like I don't know. It's a free, frees I mean, up a there, lot. Of... There, there's a lot of games that use that kind of like not that exact technology, but they do that kind of in the background. Is after you clear an area, it stops loading those areas. If you're not looking at something, yeah, after you squeeze load... through the crack, it's yeah, you know, exactly. Yeah. Or if you're you know you're looking in one direction, the LOD behind you is is less. They don't they don't put as much performance into that because they don't need to because you're not looking mm -hmm. at it on screen. And when you turn around, it starts rendering that you know rapidly. Yeah. Um, now, Taylor, what have what have you been playing? I've been playing kayak vr because nice. i really like kayaking <laughs> and when i when i saw my email that i got a code for it i said oh yeah let me just let me go install this right now and it's if you just need to like turn your brain off and just you know kayak around these very scenic locations i was like wow i don't even have to give my passport a workout i could just plug in my psvr2 and play this on my ps5 and paddle these very lush and tropical or you know icelandic areas and that is probably one of my favorite experiences i don't know again this is before i got a chance to play resident evil village and y'all know i love my resident <laughs> evil so uh, it, this might change but so far this is my favorite game that i've played on psvr2 yet this looks amazing this it looks does. gorgeous yeah I mean, I love yeah. that there mm -hmm. are there are sort of different philosophies in what a PS what a well what a VR game could be, and some of them are like let's take a cool vacation, and some of them are like let's give you a panic attack, and this one is definitely <laughs> in the former camp. Like, the, it's funny that you're like, uh, I want to get murdered by a nine foot tall woman, or I want to go you know kayaking with dolphins, you know, one or the other. <laughs> Just go big or go home. I still take the nine foot tall woman. I mean, who wouldn't? But uh, <laughs> so let's. So I guess what is the gameplay for for kayak VR? Is it just? I mean, it's it looks like some chill paddling, but also some some racing. Um, it's it's most. I think it's there's. I haven't had a chance to play it online. I've only just been doing single player. But I believe the online mode, if I recall, it's you're just paddling with a bunch of your friends, and I think you can race. I think there's the option for that. It's definitely but, racing, and it's intense. It's, <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I mean, just looking at the trailer, yeah, I was, yeah, I was yeah. like, does anybody want to race me in kayak VR? I'll take the yeah, I just went to Costa Rica. You'll take me I just, went, <laughs> I just went to Costa Rica and sat there for a bit. I didn't even paddle. I just <laughs> needed to escape. There you uh, go. Yeah. If you live in Britain, you'll understand that sentiment. But yeah, I just sat there for a bit and you know what had I'm a dream. About? I'm curious if, you, if there's collision in the kayak VR game. Like, that's one thing I want to mm -hmm. know. Like, if you run into somebody else in VR... Is there a collision? Does your headset vibrate? Because mm. it's got the rumble feature in there. Um, I didn't, but when I hit a wall, it definitely did. Okay. So, you can feel yeah. the, you can, yeah, like, you're like, oh, you hit yeah. this little, little piece of ice. <laughs> yeah, this no. Is, yeah. This is so funny to me. There was a game, I was, I assume it's probably going to show up on PSVR as well. It was a, it was a meta game that I, I, I can't remember what it's, I want to say it's called like Stealth Ops. It's got a kind of generic sounding name, but it's got um, David Hayter in it. And he, it's kind of a solid snaky kind of game, but he actually plays the bad guy. But it's got a whole narrative thing where basically, you know, you're like doing a nighttime incursion. You're sneaking in. You're going to shoot a bunch of dudes with a silenced pistol. But you're in a kayak the whole time. 
which is like really funny to me. There's something like kind of <laughs> kind of night night boat esque about that, where it's just like, all right, you're paddling around in a little boat and you're gonna shoot some dudes, and it's like, you know, it's like what if what if like Solid Snake just like never got out of his little submarine, he just wants to paddle around. Just but, Navy SEALs, yeah. Max, just Navy SEALs. Emphasis on the SEAL, yeah. Um, yeah. What what else have you guys been playing, uh, Simon? You you have what yeah. what the bat? Yeah, I've been dipping in a few games. What the Bat is very fun. If you've played What the Golf, it's one of the better Apple Arcade games, in my opinion. I played it on Switch, actually, in the end. But basically, you're a child who has baseball bats for hands, and you have to... It starts off very simple. Hit a ball uh, at a trophy to complete the level. But it just... If you play What the Golf, you know the sort of thing that's going to happen. It's going to get sillier and sillier, and you end up doing things that are nothing to do with baseball, like yeah. you see here, like just like cooking eggs and brushing your teeth. And It's not the most difficult game in the world, but it's just very... It's, I think it's a good first VR game because you're kind of there's a little bit of movement. You're not going to get sick. It's quite like it's a real like showcase for how beautiful it can look. Cause it's just like bright colors everywhere. And yeah, I'm just yeah, I'm really I'm about halfway through. I think it's like four hours. Um, so it's quite a bit to do in it. And yeah, I've been having a great time with that so far. I don't know. Um, I what this reminds me of. Oh, go ahead. Jay. No, go for it. Oh, I was gonna say. You know, when I first saw the trailer for What the Bat. Uh, I, it, it immediately reminded me of this other VR game that came out years ago called The American Dream. It was by some Australian developer. I believe it was called Samurai Punk. And it the premise was basically the same, except replace the baseball, the baseball bats with firearms. And I thought it was like the goofiest little thing. You're sitting here flipping hamburgers, but you're taking a shot at it. And I, just, I was like, so, so when I saw one of the bat, I was like, yes. I was like, I, I love goofy games like this. And oh yeah, we have it up right now. But it was such a, a silly game. But I thought it was funny. I thought like games like this, they're very short, but I think they do a very good job with kind of giving you the the basics and the fundamentals of how to play mm -hmm. VR games. Like, yeah, they're they're not asking for much. And I believe in the case with uh, with the American Dream, I'm pretty. I, it was almost like an on rails, but it wasn't. But some sections were kind of more or less. But you were like on this roller coaster, and you were just living through different points of light. Like, yeah, see, you could like shoot the can open and then just drink the beer. I just think that, that it's so stupid, but I thought it was the funniest thing. There's a there's a special kind of game that I really adore. It reminds me of like so back in the day, you know, you'd get licensed games where like there would probably be like a half baked game mechanic, and they'd shop around and be like, yeah, it's a game where you uh you sled around in a bunch of yards, and someone's like, it could be a Home Alone game. You're like, that doesn't happen in the movie. Doesn't matter. It's close enough. You know, yeah. it's like okay, you know, this is this that that phoned in just like kind of cash grab approach to making games, which this feels like that, but applied to regular ordinary tasks, where like it's just. You know, job simulator is like if you had someone who had, had no idea what a job was, yeah. trying to make a game about jobs. You know, like they don't they don't know if this is yeah. going to be an accurate portrayal of this. And this is like an alien coming to the planet, and it's like you're they're given two guns, and like here you go, live your life, and you have to do, use your guns for everything yeah. in your life. Yeah, I really want to play What the Bat. That looks like a ton of fun. I mean, I don't, Tara, you said yeah. it didn't, you know, resemble baseball, really. But, you know, shout out to my baseball coaches for, like, 10 years that had me cooking eggs <laughs> with bats. Like, it was just, it was challenging. <laughs> but, you know what? I uh, I got on base this a is, lot more. This is 100% like a game for the art kids who were just, like, out in left field, just, like, you know, kicking clods <laughs> of dirt around and, like, hitting each other with the bats instead of playing actual yeah. baseball like i love this so much shout out just, to those kids out there doing yeah, like grass yeah. saint snow angels in the grass yeah just yeah. You know, nobody wants to play sport like it's this is for people who just go what's a sports you know like this is what the <laughs> sports, sports, ball, what is for sport? the, sports <laughs> ball for the win yeah and I, yeah um, yeah i've been playing some other things though like i think it goes to what we were saying before though that like the two my two favorite games i've played on psvr2 are probably two of my favorites from ps psvr1 
uh, which says a lot. Like Thumper. I don't know if anyone mm. else played Thumper. It's like Thumper one is of, great. Uh, maybe my favorite VR game outside of Astrobot, which we can talk about why there is an Astrobot on this uh, the SVR studio. <laughs> I'm not quite sure, but um, maybe we'll get one at State of Play. We hopefully better get crossed. one at State of Play. Um, but if you haven't played Thumper, it's incredible. Sort of like rhythm. It's a rhythm game, but it takes place in this sort of like oppressive, like Willy Wonka boat tunnel across the 2001 A Space Odyssey with the most, like I said, like oppressive, like electronic score you've ever heard and flaming skulls everywhere. It's amazing. Like if you have that with headphones on, like nothing quite like got me into VR as much as that did, I think. So I, I remember somebody I selling think... me on this as being like, this is the most frightened I've ever been of noises. Yeah, it's so good. Uh, <laughs> I, I love it. I think this is one... I don't think it's a free upgrade, but if you do already own Thumper, I think it's a small... I'm not sure if it's like $10, $20. You can pay yeah, to upgrade like a it to upgrade PSVR path. Yeah. Yeah. Um, similar to Tetris, which I've also been playing, which is just... You know, everyone knows how good Tetris is. I'm not really telling anyone anything new there, but Tetris <laughs> in VR. Tetris? Tetris Connect what is this Tetris? Is, is, uh, it's about these little creatures. Um, no, it's not. There's lots of little bots. <laughs> uh, and um, yeah. It's just amazing. And yeah, if you haven't played Tetris, check out Tetris, hot new game of 2023. I mean, I, I remember hearing it took the, the world by storm. Was it on the DS or on the Switch when it went online? There was like Tetris mm -hmm. on there. Yeah, I heard it, I heard it was yeah. a big thing. The, the Battle Royale one. Yeah, yeah, was, yeah. I still can't believe that <laughs> was a really thing. Off, yeah, hey, yeah. I remember, I, like, I tried to show my, my brother who's like old and he doesn't care about games. He cares about them on like a very like just surface level. Like, what is the technology? What's it about? And I was like, mm. you got to check out VR. And he's like, all right, I tried it in the 90s. It sucked. And I was like, okay. Okay, well, let's try this. And I like again struggled to get out all the wires and set up the PSVR and fumbled with it. And I showed him like, I like you got to here check out Tetris. It's really cool. And he's like, it's it's Tetris. And I was like, yeah, but it's like cool. And he's like, I don't care. And I was like, all right, we'll try. And I think I, sh I I think like my camera wasn't tracking right or something. And oh, I tried no. to show him like No Man's Sky. And he was like, why can't I stop looking at the ground? And I was like, you know what? Let's go up, play outside. This isn't working so hot. This is a problem. Let's go look at the actual sky. Um, I got a chance. I also spent a little bit of time with the Star Wars, the hmm. um, I can't Tales from the Galaxy. Tales Edge. from the Galaxy's it, Edge. Thank edition. you. <laughs> um, I'm not impressed with it so far. Um, it's it's fine, but also I was playing it seating because I didn't have time to set up my whole living room space this morning. Um, I found it really hard to grab all my tools off my belt, and I had the hardest time putting stuff in my accessory pouch. Like I'm like grabbing items, and I'm just like dropping them on the floor, and then trying to grab it. But then I grab the pouch, and then I grab the I have to swap hands. Like it's, I don't know. I think it's gonna be a cool experience once I get further into it. But oh, the early, the first like. 30 40 minutes of it was a little rough for me um personally I, at least in seating mode i played a bit of this on on quest and i really wanted to love it because it is i like star wars tales of is a special corner of my brain like i used to love the tales of the moss eisley cantina tales of the mm. bounty hunters all that and like this is clearly kind of a nod to that but it's also you know it's like kind of the vr version of going to the theme park which i still haven't done but like it's it felt kind of I mean, it's cute. It's like very much like this is an all ages kind of thing. And yeah. it's, it, but it also felt like it, oh God, it reminded me of like kind of the episode one era of Star Wars games. Like it uh, feels like a little bit like not, mm, it's not a little uncanny valley kind of to a degree when it comes to like the gameplay, not looks, but like just kind of like the experience overall. It's just kind of like it's kind of generic gameplay. You yeah. know, like it's not doing anything specifically notable. And it's, you know, as far as how much the Star Wars license is doing for me, it like, wasn't really 
mm. scratching that itch, you know? Makes sense. And it's, it's interesting. Soulless. Just just call it soulless. Oh, come you, on. You're, you're okay. Quiet. Yeah, I don't know. I honestly I didn't even I didn't get that far <laughs> with it, but like it's it's weird because it clearly is this like new it's this new corner of Star Wars, which is all like the Disney stuff. So as a boring old 30 something year old nostalgic man who wants to feel like an eight year old again, it wasn't really you know, it wasn't really doing the thing I, thing I wanted to. I didn't have enough, like, kind of, you know, retro fan service or whatever. But it was, mm. you know, it was cool. Um, I just remember playing the, like, the first Blaster shootout and being like, you know, this is okay. But this is, again, playing after a, playing a whole lot of different VR games. And I was kind of like, this reminds me of, like, a Wii game. Mm. Like, it's it works. It feels okay. It's, it's fun enough. But it's kind of like, I've sort of done this before. Like, it's, you know, it's... No. Yeah. yeah. No, I get that. I, that, that tracks, you know. Yeah, it, I remember in our review we called out that the haptics use was really was really cool. The, I didn't get a chance to experience much of that yet. Not much has happened in that first thirty minutes. I've been kind of like struggling, as I said, I had a hard time putting items into my mm -hmm. my my pouch, so <laughs> it was kind of hard to advance. I'm you, like, I mean, I you ever try getting your stuff. phone out of your pocket when you're sitting down? It's kind of like that. It is. You know? It is it's a little tricky. That so, the game. Yeah. So I don't know. Maybe it'll be a better experience when I, I'll try it standing up later tonight when I get home. Um, but yeah, definitely, you know, it has a, it has a mode for seating for playing. And so like they've made it with that option. It just didn't seem like it worked really well for me, at least on my first attempt. Um, so, but like I said, 30 minutes in, so I don't want to pass full judgment yet. Nice. Is there any other PSVR stuff we're playing that we want to call out? That's everything I've played. Uh, the other thing I know, uh, I had one question from the, um, the Facebook beyond group that was asking about the cinematic mode. Uh, which is basically wearing the headset and playing either a non-VR game or watching a show. Uh, so I uh, put it on and I was playing uh, Wild Hearts in VR, um, which was kind of cool. It just kind of basically makes the screen widescreen mode um, and you're just like everything else around it's just black. So if you really want to play games and ignore your kids, loved ones or anything else like that, you could play your regular games in VR with the PSVR 2 just like that and just have your own screen to yourself i did i did a ton of of sort of cinema mode with the first one yeah like one of my sort of fondest memories of final fantasy 15 had just come out when i'd gotten mm. it and my wife and i were both playing and we only have one tv so i was playing with the, with the headset on and it was really funny because it it did it did have like a little bit of drift and i'd be mm -hmm. playing for like hours and i suddenly realized that i was just like looking at the corner of my living room <laughs> and it just turned away um and again it was like that was that was all right it was passable it was it, yeah. it did okay but like what do you notice the screen being like better? Like, is it a good way of kind of I showcasing say it the looks resolution? Better, but it definitely, if you have a smaller TV, it looks larger. Yeah. So it gives you, mm -hmm. so if you're, you know, if you're, you have like a 20 inch TV that you're playing on, you know, shout out to my 20 inch friends out there. <laughs> um, I don't know where that was going. Either way, um, it's a cool use if you want to be able to, you know, play it in a bigger type yeah. of screen. I've, a, I've got a 60 inch. So like for me, it doesn't do make much sense for me unless I was in a single household, single TV household, um, like that, like you yeah. were for your situation. But for me, it was cool. Um, I did like it when I put on like the pulse headset, um, and it kind of like helped with the sound quality because the earbuds are okay, but I don't really, they fall out of my ears too much. I have a real hard time with the earbuds they use. Um, and then I watched some stuff on Netflix and it looked cool. It was fine. It was a nice little widescreen I, movie experience. I watched some YouTube. 
Oh, you guys have a checked out YouTube. What's good? That's uh, yeah. did you watch? I, I've heard that. Yeah. I've heard that like in the the, the circles around like my younger yeah. brother and all his friends like Stop. talked about it. That's, that's like <laughs> twenty twenty more than twenty videos on there. Okay, I watched some I watched some Premier League highlights. Did you? It was just like I was back in the stadium. In all seriousness, Cardi, did you watch any of the VR YouTube? Did you mess with that at all? Do you know what? I clicked on a couple and they weren't working like as uh -huh. they should. I, I was moving the sticks around and the video is moving, but on a flat screen. That's so weird. I'm not sure. I don't know if that's a, like the YouTube hasn't updated on the PS5 yet or something. To Seems very. I honestly don't know if they have sure. people working in that department anymore. There was this, yeah, there was this know, whole but, push when like yeah. VR first started happening what have you where they when were it trying became, to like mainstream sort of yeah yeah, yeah. well they, they were trying to get more vr content and like ign did this huge like vr push and we have like there's like a short film about like shooting guns or something like, it was, like we did this whole like mm -hmm. crazy overproduced thing and then it's on there it's cool there's also like a tour of our office which i wound up like pulling up on the on the quest when we were, were working remotely at first and i got all like sad and i was like <laughs> i miss my desk i miss my friends this is terrible <laughs> But yeah, I don't know. That's that's out there. I I have no idea if it works, but that's you know something to check out. Um, now, Jada, you mentioned Wild Hearts. Yeah. Did we talk about that? Are either of you are either of you playing it? I do not have the time. Nah, no, I'm gonna be pretty like once Resident Evil Village comes out, I'm gonna be heads down on that because I am also doing the review for us. So. Okay. Fun. Well, let's let's touch on this. I played a little bit, but I want to hear your thoughts. On yeah. This. So I'm a big Monster Hunter fan. I've got I don't know three thousand hours into no probably like 300 hours into uh world Three thousand, i mean i don't know maybe who knows um i've played all the monster hunters wild hearts is i i couldn't come up with a better quote than what tom mark said in our review whereas if um oh my goodness uh sincerity is it's a great quote it yeah, it was a great quote. What was the quote? Like, in, like flattery flatter is the yeah. purest form of sincerity. Like when you're sincerest form of flattery. It's imitation, yeah. is imitation is the, is the word I'm like. Word job yes. is to write words. Yes, in paper. I, <laughs> yeah. yes, I remember the quote. I'm great, guys. Sorry, Tom Marks. I, I totally butchered the quote. I'm just gonna blow past it because it's gone. If you want to hear the quote, go watch the video. It's a great video. It's a great review. Um, but no, Wild Hearts is awesome. It's the probably one of the best games to get into the monster hunter genre if you are if you've never played a monster hunter game wild hearts copies i don't say copies but borrows a lot of things from monster hunter but simplifies a lot of the 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 more like complex or the things that are just really detailed like you don't have a bunch of items you need to worry about using mid mid battle you don't have to worry about you have like one potion that you just drink for health you don't have to worry about oh i need to drink a hot drink so i can stay warm in the cold areas or i need to drink a cold drink to stay you know cold in the hot in the volcanoes like you don't have to worry about that type of stuff so it simplifies a lot of those things you don't have to flip through an item wheel um there's a plenty of weapons the weapons all are a lot of fun i've been using the bladed wagasa which is the parasol um type <laughs> weapon um and it's very focused on like parrying so like i do no damage at the start of the fight but as soon as the enemy attacks me is and i get that parry i can counter for big damage and it builds up a gauge and as the gauge fills more and more up there's three stages of it each hit does more hits multiple hits so i'm basically spinning the parasol out on each hit as i uh charge it up i don't know why i have to charge up a parasol to be able to spin it and do more damage but that's just how the system works in here um to kill a giant rat that has a walnut for a tail obviously exactly there you go um but no i like i love the monster variety uh so far i fought the rat the raven uh the boar the uh a badger 
a little like carbuncle mouse thing and then a rooster um so far so the four what food I groups perfect yeah well, you know gotta get all gotta get them all in part of a healthy healthy diet um but yeah no it's i think it's great i think the the gameplay is fun there's a lot of creativity that you can do with the the building mechanics the karakuri is what they're called um you can build a bulwark with like that wall uh which will stop rampaging um beasts and knock them in the air knocking them down so you can get some free hits in um it's got a cool upgrade tree to upgrade those you get like a propeller so you can fly around through the air there's fireworks to knock out flying enemies out the air there's like there's tons of stuff there's a lot of things to play with and i was playing with my partner and your worlds are separate and where you build all your mechanic your your stuff like because you can build zip lines and other stuff all through the world and they stay there um regardless of how much time has passed but your worlds are separate. So when he would join, my partner would join my world, he'd see all my stuff. He's like, oh, I'm copying that because that's a really cool setup. I like how you have your zip line set up. And then I would go to his world and see something like, oh, I really like where you have this little uh, updraft where you can, you know, just climb into the air. Um, but yeah, Max, what are your thoughts? How are you liking so it so I've far? So I've a little bit of it. I, I went into this as someone who's like Monster Hunter has never clicked for me. It just, yeah. it just doesn't do the thing. And I, I also, I think it's over-designed. Like, I think they just, they really, really love to just embellish the living hell out of these creatures. And, like, the the armor is just, like, really, I, like, it's, ga it's gaudy. And some people mm -hmm. are into that. Some people really love that. Uh, it's all about the fashion hunter, Max. Yeah. Some people really love that. And, you know, I just, it doesn't click for me. But I was like, you know, whatever, I'll give it a shot. It's on, it was on the EA Play preview thing, whatever, mm -hmm. on Xbox. Um, forgive me for playing that other system. Um, but, yeah, I, I messed around with it. And I was actually really shocked about how good it felt. Like mm -hmm. I really, I really enjoyed the, just the, the combat, the traversal, like it kind of just immediately like clicked. And it also does something that I really, it, it has maybe my favorite sort of introduction to a game mm. I've seen in quite some time where it starts and it has like kind of an establishing shot and then it slowly zooms in and then it's like, you're playing just and it does it. Right. I mean, it's that like uncharted thing where it like, it just seamlessly moves from like, you know, cutscene to, to gameplay in this case, you know, you're playing as a sort of generic uh, character who's, uh, you know, scampering around. But it was just, it it was a really, I'm, I'm very tired of games talking and not letting me play. Yeah. Like, I really like it when they just get out of the way and let me just explore. And this one did a pretty good job of that. And then, of course, it eventually stops down and gives you some, you know, exposition and, you know, dumps you to the character creator and then has you doing those same handful of, like, perfunctory early game tutorial quests basically yep um and i messed around with those and like i was just i was surprised at how much fun it was to just beat up these monsters and have a good time with that and i'm, I'm probably not gonna stick with it but like i i came away like you know pleasantly impressed um so you know i'm, I'm glad it exists out there it's also i mean what we we just got a, a big monster hunter game did Tears? that just come to place oh monster hunter rise yes rise yeah. just came to the ps4 and xbox but that's like, uh, like that's like january a, is I that think. like a half measure that's not like another mainline i don't know i forget no rise is a rise okay. is the next full installment for monster hunter is just it was a switch exclusive at the start and then it went right, to pc right. right afterwards and now yeah. it's come to other consoles finally yeah. well i mean i guess what i'm saying is that i'm happy that monster hunter fans have something else to play unless they hate this in which case i'm sorry i don't know what to go tell back you. to play monster hunter yeah i don't know just it's more <laughs> monsters for you to, to hunt and hit fight that rat with a walnut for a tail you can just beat him up there i chop it off um did, yeah, we, did, we, lo did we lose them there they no, are they're, they're hey. still here hey um yeah yeah i don't know sorry it just it cut away from you guys you were having too much fun i didn't i didn't yeah, wanna, like, I, take away say. I heard like the you, little you the, the discord noise in my in my ear there for a second i was like oh um now i have something we've talked about games that exist that we're playing and playstation vr games that are that are real um mm. i wanted to play something very stupid really quick 
mm. which is called a new game called what VR playing or no, it's what I, what I was going to call VR it. not amused. VR not amused. Sorry, I'm bad at this. So I've got our, our big spinny wheel here. The Wheel of Fortune, and it's covered with names of games that do not exist in VR, but let's say they were to get VR components. Let's say you were going to get your Call of the Mountain or your Arkham VR mm. for this game. But the thing is, those VR components are never quite the full thing. There's always this sort of expectation and the reality. Like, we got Final Fantasy 15 in VR, and it was a fishing game. So I want to kind of, I want to hear your realistically disappointing pitches for VR games. Okay. Simon, should we start with you? You actually put, you, you said I will come on the show as long as I get to spin the wheel. Are we? I love spinning. You know okay. I love spinning the wheel. All right, I'm going to spin, spin it. it. Should, should I spin it? And you know which one of those I want as I know, well. So I know. Let's go. All right. <laughs> I'll just use my telepathic powers or telekinetic powers. Uh, I'll work in. Oh, Bloodborne. Oh, oh Bloodborne. I've played a uh, good 20 hours of this game and never finished it. I'm sorry to everyone. Um, a VR Bloodborne. What could you do with that? It's going to be horrible, isn't it? Uh, how about you're one of the people, just of those poor people in Yarnum, just trapped in their houses, and all you can do is watch the horrors from out out of your window. And occasionally, someone knocks on your window and says, "Can I have some blood?" And you have to, you have to, you have to like drain blood from your own body just and pour it out the mailbox to them. <laughs> yeah, and then what happens is Predator turns up. And Predator was on here. You the, didn't get it. You're cheating. I know, it's, it's a shame. I have to work it in somehow. And it turns out, actually, right at the end of the game, you look in the mirror and you are Predator. And he was in Yarnum all along. He is the oldest of all the hunters. You know, he is a hunter. I guess you. Yeah, I'll, he fits the tracks. I'll allow it. I do like that. I, that is go. that is exactly the level of disappointing verification <laughs> that I'm. It's like, yo, remember Bloodborne? It's this crazy, amazing world. You can explore yeah. it. It's got incredible combat. But what if? You were that lady who's having a dinner party and laughing real loud and the hunt's going on outside. You yeah. have to have like polite conversation and go, oh, 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 oh and then you hear like- It would be Rah. called Bloodborne, you know, colon, drained. You know Bloodborne. What, you know what I would Bloodborne. like for Bloodborne? <laughs> I would like to see Power Wash Simulator VR cleaning mm. Yarnum in Bloodborne for Just Bloodborne VR. Restore it to its, its former yeah. glory. Yeah. yeah. All right, oh, Jada, you're off. All right. <laughs> What I get? We got uh, Pro Cycling Manager 2016. Okay, <laughs> everyone so, loves that universe. Pro Cycling Take it Manager. Down a notch. Yes, it's the disappointing so, VR version. Um, you've all seen, probably seen Ted Lasso. We've talked about it on the the show in, in the past episodes. So this is going to be a VR experience of being just the manager of a pro cycling team. So you're not actually ever going to get on a bicycle except inside the gym when you're just testing the equipment that you've done repairs. So you're going to be going and you're just going to be like the person who is handling all of the repairs for your team's cycling. Uh, so you're just going to be there. You have to put the bike chain back on to the bikes. You have to replace the handlebars. So you're not even the manager. You're just like the you're, you're like yes. the team bike repair. Show. The yes. equipment <laughs> manager. That's the what you are. Manager. Okay. But that's just one of the characters. And so after, and then you, what you do is you go through the ranks and you level up. No, I think that's too through. ambitious. I think it has to be like a four-hour experience. You where eventually you just fix the bike become chain. the captain of the team uh, or the uh, the, and that, the coach of the I team. I think that's a deeply optimistic view of of the career path of bicycle people. All right, uh, Taylor. Hear me out. Right at the end, you look in your helmet, and in the reflection, you see Predator. Okay, yes. predator I don't think that's off. a very good Predator if <laughs> you can see him. I think you see like a little wrinkle in the trees. You're like, I wonder what that was. But you're miles past that at that point. You're going down a big hill. All right, Taylor, you're up. All right. Any second now. Ooh, ooh. And you have Persona 5. 
I had a Ooh. feeling I was going to get that, although low-key, I kind of wanted my friend Peppa Pig. <laughs> but <it's, laughs> All right, so for Persona 5, so you know how it has like that very artistic style? It kind of gives me comic book vibes. Imagine you have a VR spinoff game for that, but you're actually drawing your own Persona game, and you have to draw everything from scratch, so <sighs> even if you have like the worst drawing ever, they're not going to try to use like a neural network or AI or anything to automatically generate what they think you were going for. It's just going to be like, oh yeah, so you drew the stick figure? Well, now they have a stick figure in Persona. I love that it. That sounds amazing. I and then right at the end... Look. I want to see this <laughs> and then right at the end, it looks like looking... someone else drew it, you know? Yeah. You're the, pre yeah. You're the predator. Then... No, well, well, uh, well, we'll get there. You, you have to wash, obviously you have to wash the paintbrushes in, in a pot of water and then... There's the VR. Tearing up at the side of it. Oh, you, look in, you look in the reflection of the water and... <laughs> You predator. Well, yeah. I, I will say this: uh, VR, VR, definitely not amused. And there's a clip from the film Predator. For those of you listening at home, that's what's playing on our TV. On that note, I think we did it. I think we did a whole episode of Beyond. I think we'll have to save this for next week and save some treats for then. Um, I don't know. I, v, VR is certainly a little bit amused. Yeah. Uh, Jada, Taylor, Simon, thank you so much for hopping on and uh, and joining the show. This has been a blast. Uh, and we will see you next week. Beyond. 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 Contained herein are the heresies of Radolf Burntwine, erstwhile monk-turned-traveling medical investigator. Join me as I uncover the blasphemous truth of a plague-ridden world, that ours is not a loving God, and we are not its favored children. The Heresies of Radolf Burntwine, coming January 2nd, wherever podcasts are available.